following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to this episode of the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. My name is Paul Pascrillo, and with me tonight I have... Hey folks, editorial writer, Vibor GTV. And... Also editorial writer and beloved cat, Happy Girl Kitty. And bringing up the rear tonight... The third editorial writer in here, Laser Kid. Yeah, and we wrangled Laser at the last minute because... Unfortunately, CJ had some problems, so unfortunately, he couldn't be on this podcast. So, yeah. So today, we're going to be kind of just previewing Dr. Stone Season 2, talking about what we're excited to see, what we want to see. V-Lord will try not to reveal anything, or I'll send Darrell after him. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. But but, um, also, we need to talk about some news that came down. that we found out this week and um, just a couple things that we wanted to talk about real quick before we uh, got into Dr. Stone season two. Um, So we all know that there's a couple shows that Toonami is doing just for Toonami and Adult Swim, obviously. Um, Two of those shows have actually been uh, kind of started to be talked about. And we'll get into we'll get into the that part in a minute, but um, Fena, which is a production IG uh, show, um, that is going to be previewed at Annecy International Film Festivals. Um, it's going to be in June at some point. And you, what were the dates on that again? Fourteenth to nineteenth, possibly. Yeah. So, um, and. As V-Lord was explaining off the podcast, basically, that means that doesn't mean that they're going to preview an episode necessarily. That means that they're going to, you know, they're going to probably show some sketches, maybe a little bit of uh, something else, but concept art. Yeah. So for people not familiar with like the Annecy Festival, um, for one thing, it's one of the biggest animation festivals in the world. So that's a big deal that that is there. But FETA is specifically being featured as a part of their work in progress section. So those are usually like sessions or panels where they kind of just show like uh, preliminary or ongoing work on animation. So I don't think we're going to see a full episode, but it'll probably definitely be some new concept art, new maybe storyboards. So it'll still be interesting stuff, I think. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to what some people have deemed the uh, female One Piece. Um, so I hope we get something out of there or we something gets leaked out of there that we can kind of share with everybody because I don't know about any of you, but I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what's going on with this show. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really excited. The, the directors last year, uh, Adult Swim was kind enough to do a preview for us in the summer when we were all stuck inside. And they interviewed the directors. And if you haven't seen the preview yet, you should. 
one thing that's really exciting just about that video alone, it's on YouTube, is that it's had over 7,000 views, which tells me that there's potential for a really high tsunami viewing. Now, I know that the, the pairing with Crunchyroll will mean that Crunchyroll will play it as well, but that still doesn't mean that it doesn't have a good a potential impact for tsunami viewing, so that's really exciting. The other thing that I'm interested in is that the director... Kazuto Nakazawa, he's worked on anime sequence in Kill Bill Volume 1. He's designed characters in Samurai Champloo, which we know. And then um, he's also he also did the animated Linkin Park video for Breaking the Habit, which I thought was really cool to find out. Um, and he said that the story is something between shonen and shoujo, which I took to mean... It's shoujo because of a female protagonist, but shonen because it's action-based. Um, I haven't seen anything with dialogue yet, but you do see, you know, this this petite, blonde, short-haired female, and she's sort of, you know, on this this journey, she's running away from these characters, it looks like, and then she, you see her on the ship, and you pan out and see eight armored other characters behind her. So it looks like it's going to be a heavy, um, action-packed, maybe more mature storyline and and uh, all of these are hitting my like buttons i'm just i'm just all about all of these things so pirates pirate pirate females action you know high viewing all the things that i love to see right yeah there's a lot of potential there and i think kasuro nakazawa like some of his stuff like be the beginning which is like the series that he directed for netflix are kind of hit or miss but one thing i can really guarantee about it is it'll probably look really pretty just like that show because i feel that he does have a good eye for actual direction and animation so at yeah. the very least fena will have that going for it he's got a really heavy um design oriented cv so i expect there to be some premium quality design work into the characters and the imagery mm, totally agreed yeah yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested to kind of see because obviously they did show us a, a preview of of Fena with that trailer that they had. Um, first of all, I was surprised that they had that much footage. Um, so I'm also so I'm just very interested to see like how much they might have done, where they're going with this, and you know, is it really going to debut this year? <laughs> I mean, I feel. The fact that they're showing it at Annecy at all this year makes me feel like they have some confidence that it will be ready by, like, maybe November or December at the very least. Yeah, I was thinking very late fall. If 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 that's if they're only going to show concept art and stuff, not a full episode, then late fall would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, and that's much more confidence than I can say for, say, Blade Runner Black Lotus. Where we haven't seen any footage of it. See, you Speaking got a good of, segue there. Last poor Blade Runner, I <laughs> yeah. knew. Wow. Good segue there. There we go. Speaking of, so um, Variety had an article about what, what was that other that main show that they were talking about? Tuca, uh, tu Tuca and Birdie. Right. So they were talking about like that's going to debut on Adult Swim, and all that all that jazz, so to speak, and then. At the bottom of that article, they said that Adult Swim was also going to premiere Blade Runner and Fena this year on Toonami. So 
it's kind of sitting here. I'm kind of sitting here going, okay, like, when are you going to do that? <laughs> like, are you going to give us like a heads up or is this just going to be something that just randomly drops out of nowhere? Like, Oh, by the way, in two weeks, this is going to play. I, I I'm really, I'm, I'm skeptical like V Lord because well, first of all, the directors who are working on it, which Kenji Kamiyama and Shinji Aramaki um, have been working on other projects the past two years. So I don't know how much of a priority this is for them. Second of all, the only thing we've seen akin to a preview is some concept art. Um, and the, and what I, my observation from that artwork is it, it definitely mirrors the mood and the look of the Blade Runner series. It's got dark muted colors, reds, deep blues, purples, and a misty smoky atmosphere. And then there's another piece of artwork where you have a female looking up at a, 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 a big tower. So we know it's a centered on a female replicant protagonist, which is great. Um, and it also makes sense using Kamiyama. He was in Ghost in the Shell. He did Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, and then Aramaki, who does a lot of mecha designs and did uh, uh, Ghosts in the Shell 2045 on Netflix. So um, there's obviously like a lot of that that kind of character history with these directors. Um, and I was really delighted to learn that Shinichiro Watanabe, who we know did Samurai Champloo and Cabo Bebop, is going to be the creative director. I don't know specifically how much influence he'll have, but I suspect if it if he does have any influence, we'll see some badass soundtrack as well which will be awesome that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah definitely i am in the same camp as kuro here where i feel like one of the biggest barriers right now for blade runner coming out this year is that both arabaki and kamiyama as well as the studio that's doing uh black blade runner black lotus solo digital arts they're working on other stuff they still have to do another season of Ghost in the Shell 2045 mm -hmm. and another season of Ultraman for Netflix. Mm -hmm. And we, I feel like we've seen more of those shows than we have of anything of Blade Runner Black Lotus. And hey, if it comes out this year and it looks good and everything, mm. I'll be happy. I mean, Blade Runner is one of my uh, favorite uh, series of films. But right? I am very skeptical about that unless it's just going to be a complete rush job or a total mess. And I don't feel uh, Warner Media and even Solo Digital Arts will like go halfway like that. I think like if it's not ready, it's not going to come out this year. So uh, let me ask you guys something then. Have you heard about the dub? I, I, I read that it would be subtitled on Crunchyroll and then English dub premiere would be an adult swim on, on Toonami. But that was last year. Now, if that were the case, that'd be huge because that's just another series that Toonami would get to premiere and would really mean a lot for the block. But that's only if that's not just a rumor. Like, are, have you heard anything about it being, you know, the, the premiere of the English dub being specific to Toonami? Um, I, I, my understanding of those Crunchyroll deals is that um, Crunchyroll basically gets to do that um, internationally. And 
Toonami gets to do it in the United States, basically, is what it is, I think. So I think they have the dub, obviously, in the United States, and then the sub is worldwide, or if there's different languages for it, whatever. Um, I think that's usually what happens. Obviously, Adult Swim will be able to play it whenever they have it because they're involved in the production of the of the the series. Um, so, I mean, I, I think the the bigger question here is is are either one of these going to be a hit? And you know, obviously, Blade Runner has only like a niche, um, niche, whatever you want to call it, like uh, amount of people that want to see that. So it's not like you know, you're going to, like, this is something that, you know, a lot of people are probably going to tune in for. So I don't really expect Blade Runner, even if it plays this year, to do, to do like, huge numbers. But Fena, on the other hand, if it does what it could, and the potential's there, obviously, mm-hmm. um, I think that after season one will probably do really well if it hits it out of the park. Um, and I, and as much as I don't want it to be on streaming, obviously it'll end up probably, it'll be on Adult Swim's app. Um, I don't know if the dub would be on Crunchyroll. I would assume that at some point it probably does, but for Even a while, if it it's... was only a week difference, like they did something, did, we've done something like that in the past where we've had it like, well, shown on Toonami, and then a week or two later, they air it on another streaming service. Well, Funimation like, does this like Attack on Titan, where it's just like a couple days later. That's yeah, still- yeah, yeah. So I mean, so like Adult Swim, like well, not Adult Swim. Attack on Titan is obviously an example of what you're talking about, but mm-hmm. um, I'm not talking about that. I think like the dub is just going to be on. Um, it's just going to be on Adult Swim, and the sub is going to be here in the United States on Crunchyroll, and they may get the dub at some point. But you know, I, I personally think that's more probably something for HBO Max than it would be for Crunchyroll. I mean, I but feel it's again, going to be a similar situation to what happened with the Fully Ghoulie sequels. It'll air first dubbed on Toonami, and then yes. at a later point, it'll be subbed in Japanese on Crunchyroll or yeah. some other platform. Right. right. So this plenty of sense. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I could see them definitely doing that. I just don't know. You know, it, it's so interesting. You know, we live in a time where it gets dubbed first and then subbed. Like that's that's just so interesting to me. But, um, yeah. I mean, I I see I, I see. F- probably fena doing that definitely um it's just it's going to be very interesting to see like number one how many episodes are going to be in i because I, I don't remember if they said how many episodes i think it's 13 that's what 13. i read oh yeah right no no you're right i think it's 13 yeah 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 blade so, 13 and fena is 12 okay yeah so it's you know it's going to be very interesting to see again i don't see blade runner doing huge numbers, but you know, Fena, I could see them like renewing that and doing like 24 episodes if it does really well. Like, and then if that turns into like another, you know, it does turn into a female one piece kind of thing. Like, you know, that might actually in defense of blade runner and, and V Lord, you can back me on this. uh, It is while it is definitely niche for, for 
you know, it's got a, it's got a fan base that's already existent. For anyone who hasn't seen any of the previous series, it's essentially an icon of science fiction. And the storyline focuses on the free will and sentience and androids versus, you know, what it means to be actually human, which is a theme you also see in Ghosts in the Shell. So if you watch Ghosts in the Shell and you liked it and you like the idea of sort of finding humanity and, and this, this cool science fiction atmosphere, you know, give give us a chance in terms of the timeline from the other Blade Runner series. And I, I can't say whether or not you need to see the others to see this because I haven't seen any series prequels. But but there it's supposedly set 17 years before 2049, which is the movie that Ryan Reynolds was in. And then 10 years after Blade Runner Blackout 2022, which was the prequel anime episode that Watanabe directed. So that's right. sort of the timeline where it fits in. Am I missing anything, V-Lord? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I feel like they're making Black Lotus in a way where it'll be self-contained in a way that... And yeah, accessible. If you, if you know the greater, like, say, history of Blade Runner, there'll be something there for you. But I think it, even if you don't have any context about it, you'll be able to go in and be fine. That yeah. being said, I do slightly agree with Paul that, like, Thena, I think, has more long-term potential just because... Blade Runner is definitely a very compelling franchise and like there's a reason it's revered among among like sci-fi fans and film buffs. But mm -hmm. I think Fena as a kind of new property, there there's a lot more, I think, room to grow there. And I put uh Uzumaki in the same camp too, the anime for that, because especially because of the fervor around Junji Ito now in the US. I yeah. feel like both it and Fena are probably going to be the bigger hits if I were just to like eyeball it. Yeah, I mean, what I was gonna so with like so if if and if you haven't heard the interview that CJ and Sketch did um, with Jason, um, one thing that they said, one thing that he said was. Is that the uh, the person behind Fena um, said that he was saying that he has a lot of uh, story ideas in his head for this series. So to me, that means this could be something that could go on for a long term if it catches fire. And you know, it just with with Adult Swim moving away from Fox shows, like it, it just makes sense for them to kind of find something that's going to bring people into adult swim. So naturally, because for years they had, they had anime on during the weekdays, like it, it just makes sense for them to kind of go in this direction. So I, I'm very interested to see if maybe Fena can, can do what it needs to do and become a huge series for adult swim and Crunchyroll because they're both paying for it. Um, and there again, I could, you know, we could be wrong. This could, <laughs> Fena could not be connected to Crunchyroll. Who knows? I have no idea anymore because I know sometimes we say something on Twitter and Jason's like, no, no, it's not connected. And so, you know, who knows? But yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see if both of those debut. And, you know, I'm just looking Whenever forward that to is. <laughs> yeah. I'm just uh. looking forward. I'm, I'm looking forward to you know, original shows on the block, honestly. And 
you know. I think we're all looking forward to that. It definitely will help boost the block considerably, I think. Well, I mean, I can argue right now that so far this year, Adult Swim, well, not Adult Swim, Toonami has kind of hit it out of the park with the right shows. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. that's completely fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we're about to talk about Doctor Stone season two, which hasn't come on the block. We got another week or two, one more week. Um, so, but you know, it's it's interesting because you got you got the new season of Attack on Titan, you got the new season of uh, The Promised Neverland, you got the new season of My Hero Academia, you got the new season of Doctor Stone. Um. And you're playing the rest of Black Clover. It's like, what more does Toonami really need to put on there for people to sit there and go, damn, they're hitting it out of the park. There's something for everybody, really, even if you don't watch the whole the whole um, right. a, a block, which I, I do, it, except for one show. Um, it's it's doing really well with getting giving something for everybody and maintaining mm-hmm. that, that um, action-based story uh, uh, strength that it's always had with with the exception of, of Food Wars. So in that element, they're bringing something new and different, which Jason, you know, started doing, I think, in 2018, which he he asked viewers what they wanted and they wanted a little twist. So now we're getting things like that. So so in that and then combined with the original content, um, that's exciting. I do wish that they wouldn't hype up things so much by giving us like three, four years of ahead of time like we're gonna have the show it's gonna be 2020 2021 2022 and i'm just like no no don't tell me something like that and then make me wait two years like well at least tell me when you're a lot further along in production that kind of makes me crazy I, i'm with I, you I, on that it'd be really nice to not go oh hey there's this cool thing and now i gotta wait several years i, I think that's why jason hasn't announced anything yet or adult swim i should say hasn't hasn't announced anything yet because i think they're kind of just sitting there going all right is this really going to debut or you know are we going to run into another roadblock here somewhere down the line so with respect to the roadblocks, we had a huge one with coronavirus, so it's understandable, yeah. you know. And I, I we mentioned this before that that the 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 sound editing is going to be a lot more challenging with all the actors recording at home, so that's probably right. causing significant delays. But it's just it it is really hard when you're expecting something one year, and this isn't just for Toonami shows. This is like every video game I was expecting last year is completely on delay, you know, until. God knows when. So it's oh, yeah. just, just a trend. <laughs> it's just yeah. a trend. Well, anyways, let's uh, let's get into Dr. Stone season Before two. Before you do that, who is the replicant among us? Who's the replicant <laughs> among us? Uh, I am the oldest one here, so uh, I can remember old. May- maybe I'm just a robot in disguise. Who knows? Yeah. I vote. I think Laser is a replicant. I think he is the replicant, guys. Vintage okay, so we'll shoot him. Games. We'll shoot him after the podcast. We <laughs> have to take him down. <laughs> if I'm a replicant, I'm a very human. poorly made one at this point. <laughs> v Lord will come and give you a hug after the podcast. <laughs> that sounds good. Fine. Because <laughs> I know it's not me. I'm not the replicant, guys. Cough, cough, cough. Yeah. Aha! Found the truth. Anyways, Dr. Stone season two. Um, and no, there's no replicants in that. Well, 
as far as I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Suica's pretty sus. So, yeah. obviously, this is we're getting into the Stone Wars, where uh, you know, now we get some hardcore action where they're going to be battling each other and whatnot. Um, but I'll let uh, V Lord kind of give everyone a preview of what we're uh, going to expect. And if he gives you anything that he's not supposed to, I'll make sure Durant takes care of him. Don't worry. It's time for me to spoil all of Dr. Stout. <laughs> no, that wasn't supposed to be an incentive. Anyways, can go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like you said, season two of Dr. Stone is primarily focused on the Stone Wars, the conflict between Senku and Tsukasa that was building up for, like, the entirety of season one. And I guess, like, a few things you should expect from it is a lot more crazy ideas from Senku, uh, new alliances, and also, I think, what's really cool about this season, too, is it also kind of brings a bit more of uh, Taiju back into the mix, as well as uh, Yuzuriha, which is really cool. Yeah, thank you. Because it's been so them. long since we've seen the... Very much. Oh, right? my God, I complained about that. I complained about that with season one. I'm like... They just dropped off the yeah. face of the show for after, like, yeah. what, 13, 12 episodes? They just disappeared. Oh, my God, I was so pissed about that. I'm like, but I want to know about their relationship. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm like, I, I get that you're trying to, like, put it off, like... Senku's dead, but it's like okay. They could have switched perspectives. Yeah, it, like it, I, it I feel like worked. I feel like they could have. I, I understand why they didn't because they wanted to be, build up Senku and. Do they him- do that at all in the manga, guys? Do they go? No. Okay, so you don't know no, what's happening it's, to it's, them. It's a big mystery. You're gonna start to see stuff coming in but it's mm-hmm. there i think they wanted to keep uh forces a mystery for that first part yeah mm-hmm. like while like you're kind of getting acclimated to everyone in like the ishigami village and just kind of the knowledge and prowess that senku has just as a leader and i think it's an interesting choice to kind of get rid of taiju for so long but it was really unexpected when i first like experienced it because it was like no, I like Taiju. Bring him right. back. Right. Yeah, me too. And, and Taiju is best for you. Cannot change my mind. The only one is. is pro. And and you 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 built him up to be something, and then you're just like, oh, by the way, you got to go off for a while. It's like, um, uh, okay, bye. Yeah, I mean, the way <laughs> I see it now, though, is like everyone in Doctor Stone has a specific role, and I think now that they're bringing Taiji back into the mix, you'll see kind of the role they now has in the team and like how he plays his part in like the larger kind of like rebuilding a civilization. I think it's like surprisingly well done despite like, how long he's been gone. I agree with that. Hmm. Interesting. I'm looking forward to, to, to that part. You know, it, it it's, you know the one thing I'm. This is this is gonna sound weird, but the one thing I'm wondering is like, I was always wondering like, okay, so if they're off doing something, like, did they try to start a family? Even obviously that didn't. Sh- and at the end of season one, you didn't see anything. But it's like, like I, I could see him. I, I I could see both of them totally starting a family, or trying to. Oh. You know what I mean? I mean that's, that's adorable. So cute. I, I mean. 
to play devil's advocate, because obviously I know and I'm not going to tell you. Right. But to play devil's advocate on the other side of that, though, do you really want to be raising a kid with crazy man next door? <laughs> I want Kohaku and Senku to start a family. I love Kohaku. She's best girl. You can't <laughs> tell me otherwise. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to sit there and go, well, wait a minute, that that bloodline. Nah. It's been like a thousand years. So Several that's thousand true. years. That's yeah. true, but you're. I'm just looking at them and I'm like. I mean, even Senku makes a line in season one to the effect of that far apart, nobody's related. That's true. Fair enough. That is true, but it's it. You kind of you kind of look at that and you go, hmm, <laughs> like distant relatives. Hmm. But um, um, yeah, I get you. Um, I haven't I haven't read the manga, so this will be new for me. I know that it did air on Crunchyroll in January, and then it dubbed a little uh, like a little bit later on Funimation. So it's pro- there are probably going to be some people who've seen it, but I still hope they come watch it with us. It's it's a really short series, though. I was so pretty surprised that it's only eleven episodes. And on one hand, like they do a really good job of building up the tension with the whole Sukasa Empire of Might, you know, in all of season one. So I, I, there's a part of me that, that wants the Stone Wars to be kind of short because there are other things like I want to learn about this world and why people were petrified. And I want to move on to that aspect of the story. But at the same time, this is obvi- obviously something has to be resolved, all this tension build up with this supposed Empire of Might. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to all of uh, Senku's, like, crazy inventions and like how because he's he's really not about war so how is he going to address something he knows is coming he seems pretty confident about it so what's his plan to get the village and keep the village protected and you know i i expect at some point he's going to have to he uh, my 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 mind is envisioning him wanting to eventually make peace somehow with these people so how will that come about and and how will he convert them to his uh, land of science so that's that's what i'm looking for yeah i mean i i think you kind of got a little preview of that in season one where like senku basically was you know what he was doing was is he would do something for someone so that way they would be like oh shit he yeah. actually did this. What, what, what was that? Gen. I can't think of it. Gen. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, made him Gen soda. Gen is going to be fun. Probably my other favorite character in the show. Yeah, like, so Gen, like, getting the soda, like, like that instantly made him sit there and go, oh, I'm staying with this dude. Like, I feel like there's going to be a lot more of that in season two where, like, some of these guys are going to be like, oh, shit, he made this for me would be totally on par with senku that that sounds like him like him i mean them off one by one <laughs> what what so i i think because season one was it feels like an ages ago but um i, think I first saw the, season one with v lord at ax 2019 at the at the end of it i i believe didn't they have like they didn't really have guns but they did but then they brought out samurai swords they had powder like a almost gum but it wasn't really enough to shoot so right to okay trick him right 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 okay so that's what it was yeah yeah, yeah it was it was gunpowder yeah. of sorts it was like crushed i think tungsten or something some kind of thing that would look like an explosive yeah and then, then that was a, a it was a way to um 
confuse the enemy and then come out with their katanas. By the way, I can never have Ian, enough Ian Sinclair. I just want to put that out there. Right? Oh, heck right? yeah. Heck yeah. When I, when he, uh, side note, when he, when he became the villain, villain, what the hell is wrong with me? Um, mm-hmm. Villain in, in uh, this, this season of Food Wars, I was just like, oh God, I love this show already. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like that's all you really on, needed to he's do. he's in Black Clover too. No, he's in Fire Force as well. He's Victor Lick in Fire Force. Yeah. So we get a lot of Ian Sinclair. This, I'm, this sure, I'm sure he's probably been in Black Clover at some point, and we just didn't notice, really. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I don't, so I guess I don't get, I, I, I know where, like, I don't, I, I don't understand, like, I, I never understood why he, his character was so pissed at Senku, because Senku was just trying to bring back you know, use science to bring man back to what it was. And I understand, like, I know what he didn't want him to do, which was obviously, like, make, you know, weapons of mass destruction and all that other stuff. But, like, you know, like, for example, a simple thing, like making a soda. Like, dude, how are you going to defeat somebody that can make (laughs) gunpowder? Like, how are you going to defeat somebody that, like, can can forge samurai swords? Like, you know, like, I, I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think Tsukasa is thinking about these things at the moment. I think he's just kind of like, well, I'm going to rule over this world and fuck you. He has a very <laughs> strong ideology that, like, he doesn't it's, want humanity it's, to kind of progress because he feels that is the same as regression. For them like morally because he's like oh humanity and adults have like become corrupt and like ruined society it's almost a social darwinist view where he wants like the strongest baddest people and anyone else will screw you mm, yeah exactly yeah. also that you object about ian sinclair and black clover he yeah. is in black clover he's magna oh yes i knew yes. it that's right he is magna so You're he's right. in he's in four different tsunami shows that's awesome Obviously, I mean, to... I'm not complaining. You, you no. always got to go with the space dandy, baby. Yeah, exactly. By the way, quick plug: you can see my interview on our YouTube channel. Just saying, just saying. Did an interview with him. Just saying. <laughs> but anyways, um, but yeah, I mean, what else do I want to see out of this season? Um. Obviously, we probably won't see it in this season, but the one thing that I'm looking forward to is seeing if there's more humans out there. Not the ones that have been petrified, obviously, but, like, you know, other ones, like, obviously, Senku ran into, to, you know. Yeah, he was naturally depetrified, so it, it, it just, it makes sense that it's that there's possibly other humans who had the same natural process of depetrification, and hopefully not as much of a psychopath as Sukasa is. Well, I'm, also... I, I'm sorry, I can't get on board with his... I get it. He's like, I'm going to remake the world. But, like, he he, re, he he brings back to life all these crazy people, and they're all, like, sinister from the way they look, and, like, they're all meatheads. And I'm like, what what world do you think you're going to create that's going to be better than, any, than the world it was before? You're just bringing back people who are seemingly cruel and mean, yeah. like, like, how are you any better than the world before? I just can't buy into his whole 
bullshit and it makes me annoyed (laughs) it's the problem of extremism like he sees a legitimate problem and he goes exactly 180 and usually the exact opposite of a problem is just a problem in a different way right it's it's just such a weak i i i'm not buying that that's his real reason i feel like like that's a weak front that he's actually just power hungry and seeing this as an opportunity for himself and some self-aggrandizement like i i just don't buy anything else other than you know this is this is just a front for his ideology which is in fact like well here's an opportunity for me to be in charge because yeah. it's hard to, you know, like you have that opportunity. How many, how many people that we know would not want to, wow, take advantage of being able to start your own society and civilization fresh? It's very tempting. Very yeah. tempting. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I, I think he just, I mean, it, it was like early on in season one where he just like starts destroying people for no reason. Like, yeah. Like he's very emotionally driven, while Senku is like logically driven. Yeah, right. yeah. Which I like. And I'm and I'm like, you know, it, it. You don't like. For example, let's say one of those people you killed was a doctor. Yeah. Like you yep. need doctors right now. Like the most yeah. important thing right now is somebody that can hunt, somebody that's a doctor, somebody that you know. Um, and build houses and whatever like you have those people like any of those people could be that yeah like, you don't know you know His what i mean it like, doesn't stand up not just to logic but to common sense like you're not going to have the capacity to survive without a variety and of minds you need to have diversity and you have to have diversity to thrive the entire history of human civilization has shown that you have to have diversity yeah. And right. I think and it's it's showing that he both has a moral and intellectual failing to get where he's going. Absolutely. Right. I mean, and and I you got to see him you, taken down. <laughs> and, <laughs> get in line. You know, and, 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 it's, and it's like I was trying to say before, like you know, obviously, Senku's dad and those astronauts were up in space, and then that's how they were able to, you know, you know, come back. It's going to be interesting to see, like, if anybody was, like, for example, in a cave or something, and they didn't get petrified, and now we have, like, other humans out there that aren't petrified. That's what I was trying to get at earlier, because I think that would be a good good thing to explore. Also, like, you know, other countries and whatnot, and, mm-hmm. you know. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just... I, Dr. Stone took me, took me by surprise. You know, it's one of those shows that I kind of just went, okay, all right. I'll, uh, I'll be like that referee from a celebrity death match. Laser knows what I'm talking about. We're that old. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking I'll allow about. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I was very surprised by how, how good the series was. I didn't think it was going to be as good as, as it was, you know, and, and, I was thinking about this as you guys were talking too. And I was like, you know, if they just did some tweaking to this, this could probably be a kid's show (laughs) because you have Senku like showing how to do things like, and that's obviously towards, that's kind of the second part of season one, obviously. But it was just so funny to see that because I was sitting there thinking to myself, like this could be like a science kid show that, if it was, you know, if they tweak some things, like would actually 
makes sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> what I it's love just, about it is it's a, a kid's side show for adults, and you're never too yeah. old to learn. Exactly. Yeah. Hashtag and, my first guest article that I wrote about it. Hmm. Oh, jeez. You know, the, the, the other thing is, is that about this upcoming season. So one of the one of the staples in season one was having the urgency of, of needing these products for survival, like the cure. They needed to get the cure and get the trust of the villagers and prevent the right. woman from marrying Magma, who redeemed himself for being an asshole. And then, of course, the Sukasa mini invasions versus like the 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 quirkiness and the and the humor and the fun moments where they're coming up with these inventions, ingredients, and working together and having these characters be amazed by this. So so there's definitely like a balance between the seriousness and then the 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 fun elements, which which I I'm really hopeful that even though because it's such a short a short arc. That they'll still make time for that 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 quirk that that fun you know that humor because that that kind of made the show for me too that I'm not like on edge anxiety <laughs> all the time like you are with some of these tsunami shows like sometimes at least I like have something to enjoy during the episode instead of like feeling like oh my god this person's gonna die <laughs> you know well I mean hopefully nobody dies in this season but who knows. I can hear if he lowered in the laughing manga reader now. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, right. I do feel Dr. Stone does a good job of kind of balancing the humor and, like, the action. I think going to this season two, that's still going to be the same, even if they're technically going to war. But uh, they find ways to kind of make it fun. I mean, if you think about it, Senku's first reaction to, okay, we're going to have to go to a serious war with Tsukasa is to create a cell phone. I think it's a pretty good bet to say Senku's uh, approach to battle is going to be unconventional. Correct. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, I mean, did, did he really make a cell phone, though? <laughs> I mean, he made a, he, he made a, a radio, is what right. he made. Yeah. But, but he called it a cell phone. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, I guess you could call it a they cell phone. They call it a cell phone so that the Zoomers understand what it is. Those, those so are... we can give Taiju his smartphone so he'll smile for us. The, the version where he had the wire reminded me of a toy I had as a kid. And they were Sesame Street telephones and they were connected by this wire. And so my sister would go on one floor and I would go on the other and we talked to each other and we could hear each other. And that's what that reminded me of when I was watching those. I had this nostalgic moment like, oh, okay, it's kind of primitive, but still a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't have those as a kid, but I always remember seeing them like in shows. Like uh, I think Codename Kids Next Door had like all their communication through like those like uh, hops and wires type communications. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine was Sesame Street themed, which made it extra special. Sunny days are chasing the clouds away, guys. I'm just saying. Can you tell me how to get Sesame Street? All I know is I keep seeing these commercials with Sesame Street characters and uh, what is it, DoorDash? And I'm just like, God damn it. Google knows exactly where you're at in your life, apparently. It knows what you need. Oh, it's on. I'll be watching TV, and I'll just randomly show up. And now, now I'm like, 
fluent and cookie monster. Jesus. But anyways, this isn't this isn't Sesame Street. This is the Tsunami Faithful podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, what else is there to say? Like, it's going to be an interesting series, uh, season, I should say. It's already been an interesting series, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens next in this season and what Senku comes up with next. And May 16th, guys. May 16th. May 16th. We haven't Heck even yeah. seen a promo for it yet, which hopefully we'll get a promo here soon. Or maybe we I'll should, get creative. We Ooh. should get one. We should get one this Saturday. That mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much longer they can wait. It's going to be the next weekend. So. By the way, I'm a big fan of the God voice. So just like they did with the My Hero Academia promo, I'll, I'll take some more of the God voice. We'll be fine. <laughs> I'm I'm completely fine with that. So, but uh, anybody that's listening to this, if uh, you guys have have anything you want to say about Doctor Stone season two, what you're looking forward to, um, what you're looking forward to from Doctor Stone altogether, you know, you can uh, you can message us, email us, podcast at tsunamifaithful.com if you have a really long thing you want to talk, you want to tell us about it, or if you even just want to, you know, tweet us on Twitter at Toonami Podcast, using the hashtag Toonami Talkback. Yeah, I'm going to do that again. Um, <laughs> we love Toonami Talkbacks. Yes, Talkback. and maybe we might read them, and maybe we might even share them on Twitter or even on Facebook if if you uh, if you uh, comment. So, um, yeah, so uh, give us your feedback on the show and uh, tell us what you think. But uh, I think we've talked long about enough about this, and I think we can call it a show. Um, basically, as I just said, you can email us, podcast at TsunamiFaithful.com. You can follow us on social media on Facebook and Twitter, at Tsunami Podcast on Twitter. And you can like us on Facebook, uh, at Tsunami Faithful Podcast, or Facebook.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Either one works. Um, you can hear us on pretty much every single app out there now. Uh, especially since we are now on the Pandora app. So I, I, I officially think we're on every single podcast app now. So there's no nice. excuse for you not to listen to us. We're even on the iHeartRadio app, by the way. I don't know if anybody knows that, but we've been on there for a while. So Very nice. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we are on every single app out there. Obviously, the ones I want you to, to, to listen to us on is SoundCloud. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just like I mentioned, we're now on Pandora. Um, just if you do listen to podcasts on Pandora, just search uh, Toonami and our podcast will show up on there as well. Um, but our main app site, so to speak, is soundcloud.com slash Podcast. You can hear every single episode there from episode one all the way through to this episode right here. So if you guys are new, I suggest you go back and listen to every single episode. and Especially ones with me. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> you should definitely do that. You can probably uh, avoid the ones with me, though. They're, they're, I'm too new. <laughs> uh, um, but also, we have a website for the podcast. It's podcast.tunamifaithful.com. Um, you can... It's a much easier way to get our pod to, you know, figure out to search for our interviews, to figure out where our episodes are and whatnot. 
So uh, figure out what apps we're on, I should say. That's what I was trying to get at. So if you guys want to do that instead, I would encourage that as well. Um, and speaking of SoundCloud, there is a SoundCloud app. It is free. You can download that app on your iPhone and Android. And um, just make sure that you add the Tsunami Faithful podcast if you're going to do that. So just wanted to put that out there. And then obviously we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Tsunami Faithful. That's a way for you to hear specials from podcasts that you won't hear, like bloopers and whatnot. Uh, Also, uh, CJ's interviews with some of the the voice actors that was on his documentary, What Tsunami Means to Me, which, by the way, you can watch What what Tsunami Means to Me on YouTube right now, youtube.com slash Tsunami Faithful channel and uh it's there now it's actually i believe it's pinned so um you can watch it there if you haven't seen it already i would suggest that you do because it was really good apparently nobody wanted it to be 90 minutes that was involved but that's what cj did so and uh don't be surprised if we do something more in the future with something like that just gonna put that out there so Mm -hmm. But uh, let's get on out of there. Uh, Laser, where can they find you, sir? Uh, people can find me on uh, Twitter.com at LaserKidPrime. Of course, you can find my uh, Toonami Focus articles here on Toonami Faithful. And you can also find me on the Dumb Weebs podcast. I guess you can plug that podcast. Um, <laughs> I had to. It's Curl, okay. where can they find you? You can find me on uh, TanaiFaithful.com and read some of my articles and collaboration pieces. You can find me on Twitter at Happy Kuro Kitty. And please stay tuned because Umeko, Celia, and I have an exciting project coming up within the next few weeks for you all. I won't say any more, but, but keep listening and keep checking the website. Mm. I know what that is, but I won't tell anybody. <laughs> Don't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, they're gonna they're gonna dress up in cosplay. That's what the that's what it is. There you go. Uh oh. That would be <laughs> and some Cecilia badass does cosplay. That already, so there you go. <laughs> that would be a badass cosplay because Celia's like professional cosplayer, so we'd all yeah. just look amazing. I'm just saying. Hey, maybe maybe we should just do that. That 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 would blow everybody away. But <laughs> anyways, we uh, should. <laughs> Tonight, faithful cast uh, of 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 cosplayers. I'm I'm all for it. Let's make it happen, guys. Vote. Okay. Tweet us all and make it happen. Pressure everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we'll be doing that. Anyways, uh, V-Lord, go, where can they find you, sir? Yeah, people can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. And then I do various reviews of manga and light novels for old-comic.com, as well as Tanami-related editorials for Tanami Faithful. So you can check out those as well. And then I do a bunch of podcasts, uh, the biggest of which is the Demon Slayer podcast on Twitter at DSlayerPodcast, which recently reached 5,000 followers. So, hey Lord, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, but I didn't think it would it would be this popular. I don't think Make them bring did. the movie to I don't think any of us had a clue. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I... I said to V-Lord, I was like, why don't we do a podcast for this? Because nobody else is really doing this. Let's just dip our toes in and see what happens. And 
number one, it's doing more than this podcast. Number two, for some odd reason, it's just exploded. And I'm just like sitting here going, where did I, where do I get these good ideas from? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just... We're consistently one of the top uh, animation manga podcasts on podcast platforms. There have been weeks where we are more popular than the official Shonen Jump podcast. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. Rose my mind. On which app? Which app? Podbay and Apple Podcasts. Oh, Apple Podcasts too? Wow. Yeah. You've been tracking this, haven't you? Yeah, I look at it like every few days now just to like check tabs. <laughs> Have we ever hit number one? No. No. We'll, we'll never hit number one. Number one is like a very big podcast. Pod, I think Podbay we've hit number one, but Podbay is still kind of new, so... Yeah. Uh, I'll take that with a grain of salt at the moment. A lot of our tra- traffic comes from there, though, so... Right. No, that's so, that's that's the number one traffic, actually. So basically, guys, if you're hearing this and you like this or any other podcast we've done, please share and encourage your friends to share. It's great while you're driving to and from work. If you are still driving to and from work or traveling somewhere in the car or you're sitting in your room bored and are playing a video game and need some background noise, sometimes I do that. You know, listen to the podcast, share with your friends. It can be really lighthearted sometimes, and it's always fun to listen and talk about anime, in our opinion. Mm, definitely. But before I forget, I also have, like, three other podcasts. Yep. I was going to say, like, 50 <laughs> other podcasts, but I was going to say real quick. Podcast Network. Yeah, to, to be quick about it, like Laser said, the Dumbweaves podcast on Twitter at Dumbweaves Pod, Oversoul Shaman King podcast at Shaman King Pod, and my newest podcast, Saturday Night Shoggy, which I do with uh, <laughs> Marion and Sakaki on Twitter at Sat Night Shockey. I feel like V Lord's that that gif of um Deku where he's like rocking back and forth because he's just he's just like running himself ragged into the ground. I'm just sitting here going right? Are you okay? Do we need to get you something? This is why I've started offloading some of my editing to other people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you have time for all this. <laughs> By the way, what I was gonna say before I get into me which I'm not trying to be self-centered, but whatever. Um, if you guys do like the Demon Slayer podcast and you want it on a different podcast app, please let me know. Uh, you can use the same email, podcast at Um Just let me know if you want it on a different pod, on a different app, podcast app, whatever. Um, I'm more than willing to put it up there. And I'll be honest with you, there's probably apps that it's already on that I don't know about. That happened with the Toonami Faithful podcast. So, you know, if there's something that you listen to it on and some app that you listen to it on and you want us to, you know, plug that, please let us know. Um, and I'm more than willing to do the same thing that I've done with the Toonami Faithful podcast and put it on everything. So, you know, hey, I, I'm I'm there. And by the way, V-Lord, like the Toonami Faithful podcast, like for some odd reason – the most plays that we get is from Deezer. Oh yeah, I remember you mentioning this. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that myself, but uh, okay. <laughs> like, I right. guess that's where our viewers are. I guess, like, I mean, I mean, that must. Be, I think it's, I think it, Deezer's more like popular in some other countries, so maybe that's where we're getting it from. Maybe that's where people in France are listening to us on. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, even for. The Demon Slayer podcast, you'd think that most of our 
traffic would come just from the U.S., but we get a lot of international listeners too. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no other Demon Slayer podcast, so there are like two others, but they're a lot smaller in scale. Yeah, and they're not very like frequent either, as from what I've seen, I think. But yeah, we're also the first one, so yeah, yeah, that's you know, that's the advantage of doing. You always episode. you always got to get first to it. You always got to be first at it. That's what I've learned. So, but uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Biscrillo. Uh You can email me paulbiscrillo at tunamifaithful.com if you have anything that you want to ask me. I do see the podcast one too, so you know you can do either one, but. You know, in the past, I've had people from a different podcast than, than I'm on called Two Strangers, One Podcast, which I do with uh, my other partner in crime, Chris Cologne, um, <laughs> email me on that. So, hey, you know, you can go ahead and email me if you want. I don't care. Go ahead. Um, and then I'm also on the Toonami Faithful Discord. Uh, you can just add Paul Biscrillo, and I am there as well. But... That's it for us for this week's episode of the Tommy Faithful Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in, as you always do. And uh, please let your friends know about us, because the more people listen, the better off we are. And besides, we do this for you guys. We don't do this for ourselves. Well, maybe it's podcast therapy for me, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, but that's it for this week's Tommy Faithful Podcast. Peace. We're out. Get excited, 10 billion percent. (laughs) Go to your room.